Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode six of Two Minute Warning Podcast. It's great to have you guys back. I'm Jack Steger. On the other side of the line is Gabe Perino, and we host uh, Two Minute Warning. So, we got some big news to cover. We got NBA action heating up. We got NFL getting to the end of the season. We got some college basketball heating up as well. And uh, college football starting to wind down. So, uh, let's All right. get right into well, it. Well, um, let's, get, let's get started with the NFL. Um, this past Sunday, the Lions uh, lost to the Packers, as we all expected, um, 31 to 24. So it wasn't the most boring game to watch if you're a Lions fan and you, you want to still watch the game still. Um, the Packers clinched the NFC North. Um, I don't think anybody saw that as a surprise, considering the Bears just choked halfway through the season. And um, it was just, in my opinion, again, it was just we're lucky to see the Lions lose because, again, there's no point for them to even win because it's only going to make it worse for them down the road. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to get the Lions out of the way because it's the same problems. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford had 244 yards passing and one passing touchdown. He was sacked four times, and uh, I believe during one of those sacks he – um, either on the sack or on a non-contact play. Maybe he was blocking. Uh, I can't remember the exact play, but he uh, he rebruised one of his cracked ribs, and he has had um, a lot of trouble breathing these past couple days. So he's actually most likely going to be out um, this week when they play Tennessee. So it looks like Chase Daniels is going to come in. He went three for six for 29 yards against the Packers. Um, so just something to keep in mind. And then on the other side of things, we had Aaron Rodgers, who, in my opinion, is undoubtedly the MVP this year. He threw for 290 yards and three touchdowns, along with Devontae Adams, who's been red hot. And another hot take, I also do believe that Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league, as he had seven receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. He also breaks the Packers' record for having the most touchdowns through eight straight games. As uh, he's currently at uh, 17 touchdowns, I believe, reception. So um, he's excuse me, 14 touchdowns receiving, um, which is also tied for first with Tyree Kill. So he's been red hot, and uh, Packers obviously got the win against the Lions, and they move to face Carolina next week. So big things for the Packers as on the other side of things for the Lions they're just uh falling apart falling apart yeah you can definitely make a case like you said before about Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers um at the beginning of the season it was mainly I would say for MVP it was Aaron Rodgers Pat Mahomes obviously and uh Russell Wilson but I feel like as the weeks go on I think people sort of don't talk about Russell Wilson being in that conversation as much. Um, I don't think right now Russell Wilson is that should be the MVP. It's either Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, and I think it's going to come down um, in the upcoming weeks of who I think might win the MVP, but right now it's up in the air for me. Yeah. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is my MVP. I just think... Uh... You know, he's leading the league in touchdowns passing. He has 39 passing touchdowns. And he's also tied for third with the most passing yards 
and he's also thrown less touchdown or excuse me less interceptions in the homes thrown four interceptions this year I believe Mahomes has thrown five so um, his completion percentage is also higher he has a 69% completion percentage while Patrick Mahomes is currently sitting at a um, 68 completion percentage so it's really really close and I do agree with you I think it's going to come down to the last couple weeks and how each team carries or each uh, leader carries their team into the playoffs but right now, in my opinion, I really think this past week where um, Patrick Mahomes having that bad game, I think opened the door for um, a lot of people to see that Aaron Rodgers is definitely Yeah, right no there doubt about him. it. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think, had his, I knew, I mean, he's always been a great quarterback, but um, I think this year was sort of a surprise for me. I didn't expect him to be in the MVP conversation with Patrick Mahomes, but um, he's definitely have he de- he does have the numbers to prove it that he is the MVP. But again, we're not at the end of the year yet. There's still a lot of football left to be played, and um, Patrick Mahomes can easily just walk in and take it from him, in my opinion. But um, with the stats right now, if the season ended today, then yeah, I would pick Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP. Um, as much as I hate the guy that he plays for the Packers, he had a he's been having a, an amazing season and um yeah, it's just it's gonna be very close when uh the season does come to a close. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And uh speaking on that Patrick Mahomes game, let's uh transition to the Chiefs game as the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Miami Dolphins thirty-three to twenty-seven. And I was actually shocked because the uh, the Dolphins were actually up 10-0 in going into the second quarter. Or excuse me, kind of at the start of the second quarter with 10 minutes left. Um, Jason Sanders had a 31-yard field goal to make it 10-0. So um, I, w- I was kind of surprised. I was hoping that Miami um, was going to pull off, pull off the offset because I talked about it in the last episode how Miami was kind of my dark horse team heading into the playoffs and uh, Tua had 316 yards two passing passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown so he had a pretty solid game as he threw a pick as well Um, but then Patrick Mahomes kind of started off slow he threw a couple picks in the first half and then threw another pick in the second half but still this Kansas City team is just so explosive they have so many guys on offense that can just change the game immensely and that starts with Patrick Mahomes, and he got the ball out to players like Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, you know, the usual receivers and superstars for the team. As uh, Travis Kelsey is currently leading the league in um, reception yards as a tight end. So this Kansas City team is just so explosive, and they eventually came out with the win against. Yeah, the when it when it comes to uh, the big games and all that, I. I really don't think there's a team that I could put money on that could really go out there and stick it to the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I have a feeling they're gonna win the championship again this this year. Um, they're they've just been unstoppable in my opinion, and um, it's gonna be tough for anybody who whoever it is to go up against them. And because uh, Patrick Mahomes is just on another level when it comes to playoff time, in my opinion. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who they do end up playing in the in the playoffs. Um, 
I don't care who it is. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they go into those games and what they can do to stop Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, I believe in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is definitely probably the most explosive player and um, definitely the main guy who really just takes over a game every single time they play. Um, But for me, it's not really uh, who are they going to play. It's who's going to stop them, you know, because they're the number one team right now in football and it all comes down to just who who's the best team that can maybe put up a fight and actually stop these guys because right now there there's there's no one that's going to beat them and right now in my opinion they're walking to the championship unless uh, somebody can put up a fight against them and you know I thought that that last week that was going to be the Dolphins but um, evidently that didn't happen so we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks if some team can find the recipe for success to slow them down. But as of right now, I don't know anybody that can. However, the Browns, I think, in my opinion, are very, very hot right now, as we'll talk about them later, I assume. But uh, they're just—they're also one of those teams that maybe can put up a fight, but I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really tough for anybody to go up against them, but... Um... I was going to say the Steelers are going to um, give them a fight and maybe win, but I'm starting to backtrack on that a little bit because they ended up losing, transitioning over to that game. Um, they they won, they lost their second game in a row to the Bills. They lost 26-15. to 15. Um, Ben Roethlisberger had two interceptions, but he also had two touchdowns. But um, I, I didn't really expect the Pittsburgh to really lose. It seemed like they didn't have a lot of momentum going into the game offensively. Um, they just didn't look like the same team as before. But um, now they're starting to get their feet in the dirt a little bit and um, starting to see the losses sort of uh, make a statement towards them to where they, they'd they have to change a few things. So um, I wouldn't say this is worrying time for them, but I don't think it's really that... Um, big of a deal. They're still 11 and two. Um, it was just a poor game, I think, overall for the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers are. They shocked me uh, this past Sunday when they played the Bills on Sunday night. Um, I was very surprised at the loss. Uh, I thought maybe they were going to come back into the game um, with some. Uh, vengeance on their mind after losing last week to the Washington football team. But, I mean, these receivers, man, they, they really have to start playing better. Ben Roethlisberger can only do so much. Um, receivers like Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Deontay Johnson and Claypool, they're three main receivers. I mean, they have to they have to just come down with the ball, man. They're Deontay Johnson had seven targets and only four receptions for four receptions and 40 yards. So pretty good average for him. Well, Juju had six receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown, but I don't know. I don't really think that um, these receivers can, if, if they keep playing like this, then I, I honestly don't think Pittsburgh is going to go far at all. And I'm not saying that it's all on the receiving core. Um, because I also think they can get the run game a lot. 
more involved, which they haven't. But something needs to happen for the Steelers. Maybe it's less dancing on logos. Maybe it's uh, actually coming down with with receptions. Or maybe it's just the defense starting to play better like how they were in those first 10, 11 games. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they progress. Yeah, I mean, maybe... They stop dancing, break dancing on the logos. Maybe they could get some extra practice time in. But only time will tell, I guess, for that. But um, I don't think they're going to go far if they keep this up. But I don't really think – I think Mike Tomlin is really going to have to have a talk, talk with some of these players because um, they have to play better if they want to go far in the playoffs. And I think they have – I do think they have the talent to really um, – give it a go against the Chiefs. I really think they're the team in the AFC, maybe with the maybe with the Browns even, or some team like that, with that type of uh, offensive skill set and all that. I really think um, if they all went 100% at it, I really think it, they'd give the Chiefs a run for their money. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And uh, speaking about the Browns, let's head into that Monday night game, which in many people's eyes, was the game of the year. The Ravens beat the Browns 47-42 to as Lamar Jackson returned in the final minutes after he had, quote, cramps, quote, and I'm only quoting that because there's a lot of speculation that he pulled a Paul Pierce yep. and just uh, had to go to the bathroom. But he comes back and uh, throws a 44-yard touchdown to have the Browns take the lead, and they won the game because of that. Uh, Lamar Jackson had 163 yards passing and one touchdown and rushing. He did it all. He had nine rushes for 142 yards and two rushing touchdowns. So he really brought back um, that Lamar Jackson from last year, in my opinion, on the ground as this year he hasn't had many games like that on the ground because I think teams have started to figure him out. But uh, it worked against the Browns, and I think a little credit is due to Baker Mayfield as well. He had 343 yards passing, two passing touchdowns, and a pick. So he had another good game as well. As he's, this Browns team, man, they're they're really coming into the late um, late end of the season, and their chemistry is really really improved. I think from the start of the season. And they're definitely a legit team, and there's something to be worried about if you have to face yeah, them in the playoffs. Um, Lamar Jackson, I was going to point out with his uh, run game himself with the two touchdowns and the nine carries, but um, I think a lot of teams have started, started to figure him out. Yeah, he had an awesome season last year, um, but I really think as time goes on, teams are really going to figure out what he really does to get to – where he is now and I just think Lamar obviously has always been a running back more than a quarterback in my eyes and he needs to improve his passing game if he wants to improve on himself but um yeah I I do believe the Browns can make a good playoff run if they make it which I hope they do um other notable players was Nick Chubb who had 17 carries for two touchdowns and Kareem Hunt who uh, had a good passing game, receiving yards. He had 77 for a touchdown. Um, I really think the Browns have really grown as a team, and uh, hopefully they can make the playoffs and make a few uh, runs. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how uh, teams like the Browns finish into the season and move into uh, the playoffs. Let's head into uh, NCAA football. We don't really have much to talk about. Um, it's going to be a quick, a quick recap for college football as uh, Michigan and Ohio State was actually canceled due to COVID reasons, and which <laughs> but we were talking about it might actually be a good, a good reason why it was canceled because we didn't even get to see that massacre. And then uh, moving on to Michigan's rival, Michigan State, they lost to Penn State 39-24. Um, not much headlines there, along with uh, the Rutgers beating Maryland 27 to 24. So, not much in college football. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see this week, this weekend, excuse me, as we have the championship games. Um, we have probably the biggest game of the year in my eyes Clemson and Notre Dame. We'll get to that in predictions. I'll just, I'm just going to give a short little. Um, brief description about the game. Clemson's number three, nationally ranked Notre Dame's number two. Uh, it's happening in Bank of America Stadium. Um, it's going to be great. Last time they played, I believe it went into three overtimes. If not three, it was two. But Trevor Lawrence did not play this game and Notre Dame won 47-40. So it's, it's going to be a great game to watch if you're not doing anything. Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. I definitely suggest watching yeah, this game. It's going to um, be a great one. Before we move on, I wanted to point out two games um, out of the Big Ten um, with LSU beating the number six team in the nation, Florida. Um, it's honestly, I want to just call them out right now. Marco Wilson, you are an idiot. They, It was a tie game, 34-34, <laughs> and it was third and ten if you didn't watch the game. And um, Johnson for LSU passed it to the t- his tight end, and uh, he ran it for about seven yards, and he was about a couple yards short first down. And um, from saving themselves from an upset, Marco Wilson, number three, if you didn't watch the game, uh, literally threw his cleat off for about 20 or 30 yards. And uh, just saying, if he didn't do that, it would have been fourth down and Florida's ball. And um, knowing Florida, they most likely would have scored off uh, that next drive, but they never got the chance to because uh, their defensive star just throws the cleat like an elementary school kid who just lost uh, a recess game. But, you know, heads up, this is SEC football um, getting the game. And that's all I have to say about that. And then um, I just wanted to point out that... um, North Carolina just made a mockery out of Miami. Uh, Miami is not relevant this year at all. I don't understand um, how they played the way they did. It's just a horrible game for them. Yeah, definitely some uh, interesting headlines there in NFL. Um, That LSU game, the ending was actually pretty crazy. I did see it. Um, So, very interesting to see how those games wrapped up. But uh, let's head into NBA basketball. He's got a couple headlines. We're not going to do much stats yet because of just the preseason starting up and not much hype built around the NBA 
just quite yet, but uh, we're just going to give you a, qu- a quick intro to um, these games that are coming up December 22nd when the game when the games tip off. So, just a couple headlines. I got Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo actually re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks to a five-year, $228 million extension. And uh, Paul George did the same with the Clippers, but I believe it was for $226.2 million, if I'm not mistaken. You can correct me if I'm wrong. However, um, going on to the Pistons, the Pistons actually cut LiAngelo Ball, which is pretty shocking after he got zero minutes. So uh, not much in the NBA just quite yet. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving returned in preseason for the Nets. Um, pretty pretty solid stat lines for both those players. Is I believe Kevin Durant had 18 and Kyrie had 14 or 17. But uh, we're, we're getting started up, and it's going to be great to see how teams um, come back this year from injuries, especially teams like you know the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors with Stephen Curry and uh, Zion Williamson not being on minutes restriction anymore. So that's going to be great, and I think we're going to have one of the best NBA seasons that we've yeah, had. Yeah, um, I wanted time. to just... What I had uh, bookmarked in my notes here was the Giannis extension. Thank gosh he stayed with uh, the Bucks. Um, I would have been really upset if he wanted to go somewhere else because um, I just think that would ruin the NBA more than it already is. Um, again, I just don't have a lot of words um, other than we don't know what's going on with James Harden. And um, it's just going to be... A very interesting season. I don't really know what to expect. I all I have is right now is high expectations for the Lakers. They've really built themselves a good team and bench, and um, LeBron is in very good uh, position to make another um, mark on his legacy. And um, it's gonna yeah again like you said about Liangelo Ball. Um, he played zero minutes and he gets caught. Um, I would have, if I were the Pistons, I probably would have given him a chance. And um, who knows if he turned out to be good, maybe, maybe they'd be pointing at Detroit a little bit more than um, these other cities that they highlight basketball in. And uh, maybe it would have put Detroit a little bit on the map, just having a ball brother on the team. But um, I guess we'll never know that for sure anymore. So, um, I don't necessarily agree with that decision that the Pistons made, but um, maybe they saved themselves from um, a terrible investment. Yeah, it could go either way for sure. Um, for Angelo Ball, I do hope he gets re-signed by a team because he definitely has talent, and I feel like he deserves a shot. But uh, the other, Ball brother, LaMelo Ball, the second pick in the draft, um, he made his debut for preseason for the NBA. Uh, In his first game against Toronto, he had zero points and 10 assists, and excuse me, zero points, 10 rebounds, and four assists. And then uh, moving on to his second game, he had 12 points along with um, three rebounds and two assists. So, 
improvement there from his first game to his second game. Um, he's made some highlights already with a couple flashy passes and a couple threes. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays out with the Hornets. But um, I think if you're a Hornets fan and if you're from the city of Charlotte, you definitely got um, your guy, I think. And I'd be definitely very, very excited for this kid coming in to the NBA because he's definitely going to leave the um, mark. Yeah, opinion. I mean, obviously he's, he's the best out of all three of the Ball brothers, but... Um, I think people are putting too much hype on him. Yeah, he had a few flashy passes here and there, but um, I really don't think he's going to be the next rising star in the NBA. I have a feeling um, he'll have a, a good first year or two, maybe three, but um, I really think he's going to have a downfall with the Hornets. Um, he's going to be just like Lonzo, except a little bit better. Um, I don't. I see him more as a bust than the next guy quote-unquote but um hopefully i'm wrong i mean charlotte deserved deserves a star and uh, you know i hope he i'm not saying that i want him to become a bad player but um i certainly don't think he's gonna be, become the next guy yeah i mean that's it's an interesting take because I'm kind of on the opposite side that take um, I think that he is going to be um, not not the when I say the guy I mean the guy for Charlotte like he will be the number one scorer and assist leader um, and I think he's going to be um, in the near future definitely a top 25 player in the league um, because I am buying into the hype only because, and when I say this, it may start um, speculation, but it is because of his height. Um, he's 6'7", and he he's really, 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 really intelligent with the basketball in his hands. And Charlotte has a great core of scorers around him. Um, Miles Bridges out of Ohio, or excuse me, Michigan State, is one of the guys next to him on the court and he's so explosive and I think just for the city of Charlotte in general I think it's going to be great and uh, I'm really excited to see yeah, the Hornets um, play this season. Charlotte I think is trying to build something you can see with notable players like uh, Miles Bridges from Michigan State um, who I like who you know like you said is very explosive um, at any given point in time um it's just same weight really for me um i'm not buying into the hype i usually never do with anybody and um <laughs> i i just don't think lamello i mean he is going to be the number one guy for quite some time in charlotte but i don't think when it comes to going up against the box or anything i get that he's a rookie or, or you know he's a rookie but um once he gets to those types of teams, Charlotte's just going to get rooted for quite some time still. Interesting. We'll definitely uh, see how that plays out. But like I said, it's going to be great to see the NBA starting up. Let's give a uh, quick recap of college basketball, and then we'll um, have the predictions. Not much 
in college basketball, except for uh, Michigan moving into the AP Top 25. They land at actually number 25, just missing or just making the list. Uh, the Wolverines are 6-0, and tied for first in the Big Ten, obviously with Michigan State. Uh, they beat Penn State 62-55 to in a close one December 13th. Um, they actually have a long break because they don't play until Christmas, um, December 25th. And then Ohio State is actually in fourth in the AP Top 25 as they're 6-0, and and they beat Oakland um, 109-91. to So a high-scoring game for the Spartans as uh, their win streak moves up to six. And they're in the top ten, the top five. Yeah, um, the AP top I just wanted to point out Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. Um, he leads the team in points per game with fifteen point seven, and then uh, averages seven point three, which leads the team in rebounds. And um, Michigan finally gets back into that top twenty-five category, and um, it's good that they get a nice break. Um, I just think they sort of needed a little break, in my opinion. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, after the new year with both Michigan and Michigan State because I have a feeling it's going to come down to them two in the Big Ten, in my opinion, maybe with another team or two in there. But, um, again, I still think it's too early to tell for some of these ba- some of these college teams. Yeah, a little early for sure. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting, just like NBA, how, when the season gets started up because we're still pretty fresh in the college basketball. But, you know, once the big teams start playing each other, such as, you know, Iowa, Michigan State, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan, once teams like that and basically any other top 25 team, once they start playing each other and going head-to-head a little more, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how uh, the um, rankings move and shift and which team can push forward and take that top spot once we get down to March Madness. So very, very fresh in basketball. Um, I don't think I have much to say. If you want to give a couple highlights or a couple thoughts before moving into predictions. Um, no, uh, I think ahead. we pretty much covered everything. I, I was just really upset, honestly, earlier with the LSU and Florida game. Um, I know that's sort of not what um, we centered this episode on, but um, I just think it's really stupid how some of these athletes, regardless, I mean, not just including football, but other sports, how players have the audacity to even do that on a football play, on a football field. And, um, Again, that may have just cost Florida their chances of making the playoff off of, off of a stupid fit of rage and throwing somebody's cleat 30 yards down the field. Yeah, um, players definitely need to think before they act, especially when you know their team is close to that playoff ranking and close to getting in to the college playoff, which is what every team's goal is when the season starts. So um, emotions have to be in check at all times, and it's very, very sad to see how some seasons are getting destroyed yeah, by I, one player's I actions. just have no words um, with that, but I also uh, 
wanted to point out um, the sad story about um, Keontae Johnson from the Florida Gators basketball team, uh, who I'm sure some of you have seen in the news or so the last few days about um, he sort of just fell right in the middle of center court after a timeout. I believe it was a, I don't know if it was a TV timeout or not, but it doesn't matter. Um, he was rushed to, to a local hospital. Um, I haven't seen any update other than his parents um, going out on social media and saying that he's woken up a little bit and he's starting to talk about uh, the events before, um, how he was feeling before he collapsed. So um, everybody's thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. And um, it's scary how something that bad can happen just like that. Yeah, very sad for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's thinking of him and sending their prayers his way and giving him good luck in his um, rehab, whatever that might be, whatever that may be. Um, you know, you never want to see a player go through that. So hopefully he can recover quickly and get back to his team. All right, let's head into predictions. We'll start off with college basketball. Um, we're going to jump forward to Saturday, December 19th. I've seen a couple of games on here that I think we should highlight. And probably the biggest game, and I was just talking about top 25 teams playing each other. How about this matchup, Gabe? We got number one Gonzaga against number three Iowa, with Iowa having the second leading score in the nation, uh, Luke Garza. Yeah, listen here. I mean, the Iowa, Iowa, they are they have definitely put their whole team around Luca Garza. I really think it's mainly only him that that's the reason why they're number three. Uh, if they didn't have him, they'd they'd be a wreck as a team. And um, I think once you shut down Luca Garza, you shut down Iowa. And uh, I have a feeling that's exactly what Gonzaga is going to do to them. They're going to come in with a great game plan as always. And um, I I think I was going to hang in there, but I'm going to take Gonzaga by maybe 10, 10 points. Yeah, I like that prediction a lot, and I'm going to stick with it. So uh, I got Gonzaga too. Moving on to the next day, we have Michigan State uh, against yeah, Northwestern. Michigan State here. They've, they've won every game they needed to, and I don't see them stopping that. Yep, not much there. I'm going to agree with you on that one as well. Uh, let's transition to NFL football because I don't really think we need to cover the preseason games for uh, – for uh, NBA basketball. So let's start off with, um, we got a couple Saturday games actually this week for NFL football. Um, We have the Bills and the Broncos. I don't think that game is big enough for us to cover really. But um, the next game is, it's a Saturday night game. We have the Panthers and the Packers. MVP candidate, uh, Aaron Rodgers takes on Teddy Bridgewater. Who you got in this one? I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty easy game for the Packers. I shouldn't say easy. I should say it's, they can handle it pretty well. And um, I think I'm going to take the Packers here by um, 13, 14 points. Yep. 
I like that prediction. I'm going to go with you. Again, I think uh, Devontae Adams is going to continue his touchdown streak against the Panthers. Panthers. Moving on, we have the Lions and the Titans. I'm very excited for this game because these are my two favorite teams coming head to Well, I shouldn't say the Lions are my favorite team because they're not. But this is my home team and my favorite team. Um, I'm obviously going to take the Titans. Uh, Lucky you, Jack. Um, Thank thank the NFL for scheduling these two to play each other because Derrick Henry might just have his best game of the season if he doesn't get injured and um, I think the Titans are just going to destroy the Lions. The Lions are just going to literally look like elementary school kids going up against an NFL team. And I just see Derrick Henry bullying them all game. Yeah, I love that prediction. Um, I was going to say exactly what you were saying. Um, I'd just like to give a couple stats real quick. Derrick Henry has 1,523, excuse me, 1,532 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. He put His next three matchups are obviously he plays the Lions and then the week after that he plays the Packers and the week after that he plays the Texans. If Derrick Henry can get 500 yards in these next three games, which I think is very, very possible considering his matchups, I think that he can win MVP because he will only be the eighth player in NFL history to rush for over 2,000 yards. So keep that in mind as he could be a dark horse MVP candidate. But staying with predictions, I'm going to go with the Titans, obviously. Um, I got Derrick Henry over 200 yards again and over two touchdowns. Not much else to say. The only way the Lions can win is if they contain him. And yeah. obviously uh, not going to happen. Oh, yeah, you go. Moving on. Oh. Moving on. We just uh, we got the Seahawks and the Washington football team. Uh, the Washington football team is currently first in the NFC East. Um, the Seahawks are second. I'm probably going to be West. wrong on this, but I think I'm going to go with the Washington football team. I, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling about this game. Uh, something doesn't seem right looking into this game with Seattle. I don't know really what it is at all. Um, I just think Washington is just going to come out and win the game. I don't know how they're going to do it. I just have a big, I just have a huge gut feeling about it. Um, I'm going to take Washington by a field goal. Yeah, I actually like that prediction a lot. So I'm going to go with you as well. Um, And my biggest thing here is just Washington's defense has been probably one of the best defenses in the league the past couple games so I think they can continue that against the Seahawks who's had problems offensively so I think they're going to exploit that and use their defense to advantage Chase Young and Montez Sweat leading the attack so this is going to be huge for the Washington football team if they can win this game and I uh, I think they got a pretty good shot moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs and New Orleans Saints this will be our last oh, game man. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs um, I don't think the Saints really stand that big of a chance against them. I just think it's going to be, um, again, it's going to be hard fought for them. But I think when in, when in time, when it comes to the second half, the Chiefs are just going to take over. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, there's not much really to say here for this game. Um QB problems have been big for the Saints. 
with Drew Brees out and Taysom Hill having to take that spot. It's just not the same. Uh, they don't have the air attack that they had with Drew Brees in. So it's going to be very hard for the Saints to keep up. So I'm going to take the uh, MVP candidate, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Moving on to uh, NCAA football, we have some big matchups this week as they're going to be the championship games. Let's start off with, like I was talking about earlier, yeah, the biggest it's game. It's going to be a Clemson, tough game, game no matter what. But I do think um, it's going to be tough for Clemson, but <clears throat> I do think Clemson's actually going to win this game. They're going to get redemption on Notre Dame. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think... It's going to be the same type of game plus Trevor Lawrence. And um, I think Clemson is really going to stick it to Notre Dame again. Yeah, that's a good prediction. Um, I'm going to say Notre Dame wins my field goal, though. I think uh, Ian Book has really leaded this team to perfection this year. And this is the year for Notre Dame. You know, they've kind of been hanging around these past couple years. But I finally think that they got their offense that they need and their um, defense as well that can really push forward and make a big, big run this year in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish by a field goal. Moving on, we have uh, not many good games besides that one. Um, Michigan, like we said, Michigan and Iowa was canceled. But we do have the Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma. Yeah. 10 against um, Iowa State. It's going to be a coin flip for me, but I think I'm just going to I'm gonna take State here. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, unless Oklahoma can um, use their offense to their advantage, I, I don't think there's going to be much to say here. Um, for the Sooners, I think Iowa State just has too good of a defense and too much offense for this Oklahoma State defense to handle. Well, that's about it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jack Steger signing off. Go Titans. Yep, and uh, I'm Gabe also signing off. Go Blue. And um, it's going to be exciting for because our next episode isn't going to be till after the New Year's. So uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody from a two-minute warning, I guess, and um, we'll see you next time.